this is Of Barley and Hawks. Welcome to the first episode of Barley and Hops, a Maine Beer Geeks podcast. We are the Maine Beer Geeks. I'm PJ, and today we're just going to talk about what it is that each of us thinks that the podcast and the website is supposed to be. Uh, for me, <laughs> you can hear my dog going in the background. Um, it's it's about getting people out and about, maybe out of their comfort zones, to try different beers around the straight, uh, state, and getting... People from out of state to think of Maine uh, when they're thinking about beer. Uh, just Not just the big boys from out of state and things like that. And so, you know, that's that's me. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Rich. And, um, you know, I, I look at the Maine Beer Geeks as uh, we're going to promote Maine craft beer. And as PJ said, you know, whether that be uh, for people throughout the state or also uh, people looking to come to Maine and trying some great craft beer, we all know that we've got amazing craft beer in, in the state of Maine. Um, you know, so what we're going to do is go out and about. We're going to visit tasting rooms. You know, uh, give people uh, a flavor of what the tasting rooms are all about through photos and blogs and Facebook Live. You know, give give some opinions on some of the beers that we've tried. You know, we're by no means beer experts. We call ourselves enthusiasts. And we're going to be out there um, hopefully giving you some great information so you can make choices on where you want to visit. Hi, this is Kevin. And I I agree with with what PJ and Rich have said. I think our goal here is to talk about everybody in the industry or those who even have just a connection to the main brewing industry and the main beer industry. And it's not just the brewers. It's it, it's going to take us beyond that. It's going to be the hop growers. It's going to be the malt houses. It's going to be those others who have woven beer into their career some way, somehow. We have a friend who is an avid hiker, and he's also a beer drinker, and we hope to have him on as a guest in a, in a future podcast. So it's really all about main beer and what... Main beer does for not only the state, but for those individuals who are part of the industry. It's also going to take a look at Maine's role in the craft beer industry, where Maine fits in New England, where Maine fits in the United States, and how far abroad Maine beer has reached and expanded since uh, the main beer box is a perfect example and since since the the industry really uh, began back in the in the mid to late 80s and and where we are today because the growth is phenomenal and there is so much outstanding beer there that we really look forward to exploring all of that there's a lot of history in in beer in Maine like you know, a lot of people don't realize that Geary's is the oldest brewery east of the Mississippi since Prohibition. Wow. They they were the first. Right. right. And, you know, so you know, people think it's a lot about Vermont, Massachusetts, and, and things like that. but Because they've done a better job of promoting at themselves. Promoting it. And mm-hmm. the Maine Beer Guild does a fantastic job of promoting Maine beer, 
and we want to help that because we love Maine beer as much as, as anybody out there, and we want to make sure that people understand what is happening in this state is is producing excellent beer and excellent product, and it should be recognized for how far Maine has come in in that time. Yeah, and I think that... Um that people who love craft beer are going to really enjoy hearing a point of view from just regular people. You know, we started as a home brewers and then decided that uh, that probably wasn't in the cards for us. So yeah, my wife uh, she didn't want frequently mentions uh, <laughs> that uh, you should be doing this because you love to do it. Yeah, so we, you know, we're we're out there uh, just like you are. And uh, you might meet us at a tasting room. It, it could be, you know, in greater Portland or it might be in the most remote part of the state. There are so many great tasting rooms out there. In fact, as, as we speak, you know, there are virtually 140 plus breweries throughout this state. You know, and geographically, you know, you don't probably think of Maine as a huge state, but it is large. You know, and there's a lot of places that uh, that we haven't been to yet. That that's our goal is to get out there and, you know, maybe move a, a, away a little bit from all the great brewers that are in the greater Portland area that everyone already knows about. And, you know, I know PJ, for example, is uh, is really a proponent on getting outside the comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, the small community, real community based. Breweries, you know, not that the the ones in Portland aren't community based and they don't do things for the community, but the ones where people have a potluck dinner at the brewery, yeah, you know, and and things like that, and what they're doing for those small communities, yeah. how they're bringing jobs in and they're bringing revenue in to those areas that really don't have a lot, and and, and that's a great point, PJ, because I was at a small brewery opening last week and the number of people from the community that came out to support that opening and what those brewers are doing was fantastic and I saw a lot of friends and and we had a great time tasting the beer and they're all talking about going back and how much that brewery now means to that community to have something else that will be for not only locals but another reason for people to stop by in that community and, and whether they're following the beer trail or whatever they're doing personally to, to, check, to check it out. Yeah, I, I just uh, read a recent interview with Sean Sullivan, the executive director of the Maine Brewers Guild, and he made a great point that these small breweries located in you know the rural areas in Maine are, as PJ said, a meeting place. Uh, but they're also providing jobs, you know, for, you know, two, three, four, five jobs in that local area. So so these breweries are actually bringing in a lot, you know, and they're they're becoming a big part of the of the uh, neighborhoods. Well, it's going back to what used to exist pre-prohibition. And I, and I, PJ, I know you know a lot about the history of, of that um, and and. All these communities had these breweries or meeting houses or, or places where people would gather and ale or whatever local beverage of choice uh, would, would be, uh, be the attraction there in addition to getting out and meeting your neighbors and, and spreading news about the community. 
Yeah, the, the you know, the, all the brewers, big and small, they're all very agriculturally viable, and they're they're doing things with not just hops. They're they're doing things with different herbs. They're doing things with, and that helps the local farmer if they're not growing their own. Mm-hmm. And you know, so think about northern Maine. There may not be as many potato fields anymore. There may be more hop and grain fields right. that could be coming in, and so it's another business proposition for the state to help us stay viable. Exactly, and it's 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 those kinds of things that, to me, this podcast is about. And it's not just about beer, although we'll do our fair share of tasting and trying and comparing, but it is really a story of the main beer industry and where it's going, where it's headed. We hope to have guests on in the future who will who will give us some insight into what to expect or what's coming down the line, as well as what it means not only to them personally, where they got started, or, or what it means to their community, their employees, and what it means to uh, their... Um, their their ideas uh, and how they hope to grow overall. You know, we also want to present the backstory. I think you had mentioned earlier that you know every brewer has their own motivations and background and and things that drive them. Those are the interesting things. And one of the things that we have found um, collectively as we've hit the tasting rooms is you know we talk to the servers. We talk to other people that work at the brewery, and it's kind of interesting to get to know these folks, you know, and find out, uh, you know, what how they feel. And, you know, I mean, obviously, at least from my perspective, you know, the people that uh, work in and around the craft beer industry, they're all interesting people, you know. And also meeting fellow uh, beer lovers such as ourselves you get all kinds of interesting uh, takes on on what their, you know, interest is in beer. For example, yesterday I met a couple uh, at a tasting room in Waterville, and, uh, you know, we, sh- we started sharing stories about this tasting room and this beer there, and you got to try this, you got to try that. And all of the places that they mentioned, these, these folks were from Oakland, we're up in that area, and, and it's uh, there are places that I have not been, you know. And as a result of that conversation, I'm I'm interested in actually going out and exploring in that area and experiencing these tasting rooms for myself. And Rich, didn't you also have that happen in Portland the other day too? Yeah, I was speaking to uh, some folks that were from out of state, and uh, you know they. Uh, are beer lovers as well, and they 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 try to hit up the different tasting rooms, you know. So one of the thing is uh, things is I t- I mentioned main beer geeks to them, and you know they went to their our website and our Facebook page, and and you know what, for me, part of our, my goal with with this whole thing is is to become a resource, you know, more so than just listing the uh, a tasting room directory. But also in providing, you know, as I mentioned in, in my opening remarks, a little information about a place. You know, sometimes it's, uh, it's a description of a beer that we can put on our page. It's a photograph. It, it might be a Facebook Live of the three of us just having fun someplace and, you know, talking about a different beer that gets somebody to say, hey, I want to go try that. 
and, and that's really what we're trying to do. For me, again, it's it's promoting main craft beer and getting people out there. And um, I know PJ has a take on this as well, you know, with the, as he puts it, out of your comfort zone type of places. Yeah, I think people get used to drinking one style, one type, one company, or in one area. And I think, you know, let's let's go out and taste all these other ones. Let's, you know, let's let's go from Portland, let's go to Gorham. You may not go to Gorham if you're in Portland, even though it's a five, ten minute drive. Right, right. You know, you may not drive up to Waldeboro or Lubeck or right. I don't know how soon I'm going to get to Fort Kent, but I want to get there, <laughs> you know, Maybe you know, in someday. May. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in May. You know, it's it's really, it's getting out and just meeting people. I, I It's not just about the beer to me in some respects. It's about reconnecting with people. Yep. You know, we, we spend so much time with our faces down in our tablets and our phones and our computers and things like that. We're not getting out, and that's what these places are. They're places to go meet people now. You know, they're... Hate to say it, we're we're all kind of old, um, and we're young at heart, though. Yes, okay. but you know when we used to go out to these places, it was a whole different vibe was, and a different. It was, it was a different focus. Right, it was more about uh, <laughs> how much beer instead right. of the quality of the right. beer, and, and just meeting people. And I, I think that's what's really important. You know, I, you know these guys, like Rich was saying earlier. You know, regular people. Well, I'm as far from regular as possible. Um, if you ever see some of our photos, you'll notice I'm very uh, brightly colored, uh, usually. The other uh, one, it's glowing. Yeah, I, you know. Um, Kevin and I just naturally glow, but you, you do it through clothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you'll be able to find us. There'll be three in uh, subdued colors and usually one in really bright yellow. Uh, that would be me. Um <laughs> We are also on social media, so oh, don't don't forget us on uh, yeah, Facebook. Uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, obviously, we now have our podcast and we have our website. The website is mebeergeeks.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Main Beer Geeks. And you can find us on Instagram at Main Beer Geeks and also on Twitter as, as well. And we are obviously going to hope to ramp up the social media aspect of things and uh, keep things posted in where we are, what we're doing, as well as bring you uh, photographs and, and uh, testimonials and experiences. And Yeah, and through our photographs, we're also trying to incorporate um, your friends. You know, if we meet you at a tasting room, we want to take a picture with you. You know, when we meet a, a server, uh, and, and in our experiences, uh, the all of the servers have been great in terms of customer service. It's kind of fun to hear their story, but we want to take a photo, you know, and have their friends see them on there. And, you know, um, the one thing I think it's cool about the dynamic between the three of us is that we have a vast different uh different tastes in beer so you're not going to just hear about i don't know how vast it is mr new england ipa and that's all i ever drank oh that's not true i know i'm just kidding i'm really starting to branch out into other things but however yes i do prefer you know the hazy juicy style of beer and and of which PJ's a big fan, right, PJ? Oh, I think Hazy's lazy. <laughs> I say that's me. for days. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is we, we do have different uh, tastes and, and likes and, and whatnot, and, you know, we're all willing to try 
different styles and and you know try to appreciate what the brewer put into these individual beers and that's a perfect point rich because as as uh the two of you know the barrel aged is not my my favorite but i will always try it i will always take a taste of what somebody's put their time and effort into doing because it's going to be very different from brewer to brewer and i I don't want to miss an opportunity to experience what their take on something is and you could you could have two bourbon barrel aged stouts side by side, and they'll be completely, completely different. different. And that's why I will do the same with a sour, and PJ will also grin and bear it with uh, an IPA, even if it has the citra hop in it, right, PJ? Yeah, that's that's where it gets it for me for the New England IPA. Someone someday may make one that I like, but right now the seems like the most used hop in those is a citra which is something that doesn't agree with me it doesn't it's i like i keep saying to people it's like cilantro for some people some people can't stand the taste of cilantro i don't like the taste of that citra hop and that's a that's a that's a perfect statement though is that you'll always you'll always try it just like the rest of us because you just never know whether you're not you're going to be surprised like i've tried uh, a sour in the past that has blown me away that that has been the best of a flight where I never expected it to be and I had somebody with me one time who said well why do you keep ordering those beers because you know you're not going to like them and I do that because I never know if I am going to sure I go in with a preconceived idea that I may not like a particular style but something about how they have brewed that and how they've melded the flavors together will change my perception completely. I had a cherry sour from Woodland Farms that I thought was was outstanding. And I I it I didn't expect it when I first ordered that as part of the flight. And see, I look at that same uh perspective when it comes to breweries because because of my taste in beer and the things that really interest me initially you know, sometimes you can sit, you can go to their website and you can look down through their beer offerings and and sort of form an opinion before you even visited. I mean, a good example was last weekend when the three of us and our ladies took a little southern Maine road trip. Uh, the one brewery that really stood out to me was the one that I went to not expecting to like anything. And it turned out to be my favorite stop of the day. So, you know, you never know. And you know, and Kevin, you have a a way of making, like for example, my partner in crime. I think you used the term beer snob. So now, like yesterday, she's. I knew that she wasn't going to like a certain beer, and I said, "You're not going to like this." And her response was. Yes, but I have to taste it because otherwise Kevin will call me a beer snob. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I will call you out. And I, I just don't ever not try something because you don't think you're going to like it. Try it first because you may be pleasantly surprised. And I have been on a number of occasions. Now, do I have my preferences? Absolutely. Of course I do. And do I have others that I, that I don't care for? Yep, I do. And I'll readily admit that. But I'm not going to turn down the opportunity to taste something. I may not take another sip. I may not order a, a pint. And I may not take any to go home. But I'm going to give it a shot. 
because I don't want to, as I said before, miss out on something and leave saying, yeah, I should have tried that and, and then regretted not doing it. Or again, to, to see what the brewer has tried to accomplish with that particular style or that particular combination of flavors. And, and part of what we want to do here is also explore those things and ask the brewer, what made you put those two ingredients together? Because I never would have thought of those as ingredients A in beer or B paired together. Did you ever expect to see peanut butter in beer? Uh, no. Uh, or rosemary? Uh, or rosemary. I've, I've had hibiscus in beer, rose hips. Uh, there have been all kinds of adjuncts that have been added to beers. And PJ, you were talking about a beer the other day that had a... Oh, beets. Beets. Yeah. A beet beer. Right. Yeah, you don't uh, taste the beet, but it adds just a tremendous color. The color is phenomenal. Right. And, I, and and there are a couple of brewers that I've come across that, that have done those kinds of things. And it's, it's just the experimentation. I've had beer with spruce tips in it. Uh, you just never know. Mushrooms, obviously, and... and People are starting to experiment and take advantage of, of what's available to them. I think it's more going back in time because in the history of beer itself, really, hops is a relatively new addition. You know, you, we, they used spices and things like that originally to flavor the beer, not the hops. Uh, but when they found them and found that they, it is something that actually preserves the beer also, they switched over to doing hops. Like Germany... It can't be called a beer if it doesn't have hops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, like Kevin and Rich are saying, it's, you know, we may not like a style or a certain beer, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to like it. You may absolutely love something that, that we don't. So we're not ever going to say, hey, this is awful and you shouldn't try it or anything like that because everybody is different. And those people that are making these beers are putting a lot of time and effort and passion into it. And that's the thing that I respect, even if it's something that I personally don't care for. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, when you do visit the tasting rooms, they're all full of people, you know, and people are drinking the beer, but more so they're taking it home. So even though we we may uh, disagree on, you know, either between each other or, you know, with some of the other people there on on the merits of a certain particular beer or whatever, there are people taking it home. Right. So somebody likes it. Exactly. And, you know, uh, just among my circle of friends that that love, uh, outside of you two, that love... You have friends? uh, A couple. That love craft beer. Do they know that? You know, a lot of them... That's debatable. (laughs) A lot of them... uh, you know, uh, their favorite style of beer is a sour, and that's the one style that I'm really trying to, you know, to to uh, enjoy, and, and I haven't really, I haven't gotten there. You know, I've just, uh, just recently, in fact, Kevin, with your porter that I tried a, a couple of years ago, that got me interested in, in dark beer, because up to that point, you know, I thought of Guinness, uh, it had been years and years since I tried a dark beer, and and I did not like it. You know, I grew up, as most of us did, enjoying lager, <laughs> because that's really right, all that right. was available. Maybe a pills, but uh, you know, when I when I discovered the uh, the IPA and the New England style of IPA, it it kind of like 
really opened my eyes to to craft beer. And, uh, and, and Well, I'm glad I could help, and, and I, I'd have to say the same with, with the New England IPA that you brewed and just uh, the prevalence of, of IPAs and New England IPAs out there. You can't help but uh, begin to appreciate what they're doing with those. Now, it, it may not be my go-to style, um, but again, going back to what we've been talking about is that we'll, we'll try it, we'll taste it, and, and, and that's really what this podcast is about, what we're about, what we're trying to do here and trying to promote is an awareness of all of the things happening in the industry and to make sure that you take advantage of all of those opportunities when you have a chance. Uh, I've, I've done it. I've been fortunate enough to follow my son while he competes uh, in, in track and cross country at the collegiate level and everywhere I go I try to take the opportunity to have lunch at a, at a brew pub or a brewery or to hit a, a microbrewery on the way to, to see what's happening and see what they're doing because I'm in the area and I don't know when I'll get to go back again but fortunately through this hobby I'm going to try my best to make it back to all those other places that I've been previously. I think one of those things you're gonna you're gonna find is please check out our website mebeergeeks.com to see our latest blog that should be hitting uh, this it should be up by the time this is out um, about what we say our Mount Rushmores are the ones that got us into why we want to do this really um, and uh, as, as Rich was saying about what what he started drinking your favorite beer when you first start is your dad's beer because it's the thing that's readily available. Right, right. <laughs> you can steal right. out of the fridge. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, although we we know that the three of us are going to have a blast with this moving forward, it's also about you. You know, we'd love to hear about the things that you want to know about. You know, if, uh, like, for example, what PJ just mentioned, um, you know, we the, the next blog is going to be about our individual Mount Rushmore's of main craft beer. But we also want to hear about yours. And we'd love to talk about that. We do plan on uh, following up at some point in the future with a, with a podcast based around that blog. But during that podcast, we'd love to be talking about your Mount Rushmore's and why. So send those in to uh, 3MainBeerGeeks at gmail.com. And remember, you know... This is what we think, but it's really about main beer, and it's all about you. And please remember to you know follow us on all social media platforms: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and please check out our website mebeergeeks.com. Um, and please email us with suggestions of things you'd like to hear about at yeah. uh, three main beer geeks at yeah. gmail dot com. Um, because again, we want to see you guys out and about. We we love, love to talk to you as much as we like to hear ourselves talk to each other. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, this is what we're going to do and what yep. we're going to be about. And like us, share us, spread the word. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Of Barley and Hops. And remember, whether you're out enjoying your favorite tap room or just enjoying your favorite craft beer with friends, always drink responsibly and never drink and drive, as it's better to be a live geek than a dead, cool guy. <laughs>